Good morning, Noodleberg Daily Huddle. Excited to kick off and end the week with you guys and kickoff is such an appropriate term because we have officially kicked off the football season. Football is here. It is back. We had the Hall of Fame game last night. So Jet fans and Brown fans got to enjoy watching some of their teams and uh, excited to get to share the day with you guys and end the week with you. What's going on? It's first of all, happy Friday, everybody. You know, you've made it through the week. If you're one of, if you are one of those people who dread the other days of the week and can't wait to get to Friday morning, congratulations. You have made it. Um, I will be honest. I watched two, uh, drives last night of, I watched Kellen Mon and Zach Wilson, which are both the backups for those of you who are not football fans. Um, and that was it for me. It was cool to see. It was cool to see them go through the motions um, I know we're going to get into some other football lessons today, but it felt good for it to be back for Tariko and Collinsworth, who I'm not the biggest fan, but I it was good. Hate Chris Collinsworth. <laughs> it was good to have them back. It's cool to, like we talked about yesterday, go through the motions to be a dress rehearsal, to see them do stuff, to see them call plays, get in and out of the huddle. For us football guys, that is the little things that we love. If you love ball, it's just good to watch ball. And, uh, you know, for those of you that are here this morning, good morning, Jonathan Aarons, Michael Fakara, Scott Garber coming to us from the great state of Montana. Uh, big sky, gorgeous. Uh, Michelle Podorf, great to see you guys. Debbie Hammer, Zach Corliss, the whole crew, Patrice. Uh, anybody who has questions about football. Want to want to have want to ask questions about the experience of working in the business, about the game, about what's happening this season, about you know anything related to football. College great football day. realignment. Any we <laughs> great day to throw your your comments or questions into the comment section, and we will answer them. But if we do not have any of those to answer, we are going to tell football stories from camp. We're going to share some great videos from NFL camps. Friday funnies. And we're going to draw some parallels. And I'm going to talk about, for me personally, how football coaching prepared me for the business world and for entrepreneurship, and some of which is similar to most athletes. But we're just going to talk about some of those parallels and what set us up for success. So, uh, Mike Fakara just drops a bomb early. Joe yeah, Buck is the yeah, worst. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, honestly, Mike, like, I, I don't know how you can say you might, that. <laughs> you might be on your. I like it though. It's a bold take. You might be on your own if you're. Listen, you want to stand out, make some big. <laughs> you want to make noise? That makes noise. I mean, I love. I love Joe Buck. Listen, love I, Joe Buck. You know, and I am a Joe good. Buck Aikman fan to the end. I think I they know. do a great job. Tell you, what, you, know, you know who? You know who I miss from Sunday football is Gus Johnson. <laughs> yeah, doing random stuff when they have to watch the Big Ten for that. Right, yeah. Gus. Gus is legendary. Right, <laughs> like Gus's passion for the way he calls games is almost unmatched in the history of calling games. So let's go, let's wake up, let's get this thing going. And then we will come back and we will talk about camp stories, answer some questions and talk about sports and business parallels. 
so Scott asked a great question, which I think we can get to after, which I'm excited to talk about that. He's like, what, what, you know, what are your thoughts on what's going on with running backs in the NFL or then any parallels we can pull from, from business from it? Absolutely. We can, but before we do that, this is a special time of year for football players and football coaches and the football industry in general. This is camp time and there's nothing like camp because you are fully 100% devoted to setting the foundation that hopefully allows you to have success when the season rolls around. So I think, you know, when people talk about business, business is a year round cycle. You're, you you have your time off, you have, you know, seasons in your business, but you're never like 1000% only there all the time, which is the way football camp works right now. Like you're there from seven in the morning until 10 at night. And I mean, I'll tell you a story about when I was in Florida state, I was sleeping. There was there 24 hours a day, but there's nothing else like that. So the things that happen in camp to keep you from getting, you know, so worn out and so burnt out, there's so many great stories that come out of it. Right. And I, let's play Shay. Did we load the Aaron Rodgers thing? Cause I think he says it really well. This is his first speech to the quarterback room before camp starts. Yeah. He's a vet, so Shay, do we load that? Take it away. Oh, I got nothing, man. I'm just happy to be out here, excited to be with you guys. All I'm going to say is this camp is a long camp, right? Let's just enjoy the little things every single day, right? Take time to laugh a little bit, find a conversation at lunchtime with somebody new. Don't always sit with the same group. Get to know your teammates a little bit. Yeah, that's part of the leadership role. And just enjoy the little moments. It goes by fast, and you get to be really old and gray, and savoring every little moment. So savor them right now. Right? Cues on three. One, two, three. Cues. So fantastic, right? And something I love that he said there was like, sit with somebody new at lunchtime, have a new conversation, get to know your teammates, because that's a part of the leadership role. And like, as a quarterback, whether you like it or not, you are you are thrusted into a leadership role. And so I think the parallel for that in people and organizations is like, if you are a leader in an organization and you don't spend time meeting people, learning about the people that you work with, not just on your team, but in the entire organization, you're doing the organization and your role as a leader a disservice. Right. And the fact that he acknowledges that you are in that role, you know, and I think a lot of people in the business role like don't like try to hide from it. Like, oh, I'm not really in a leadership role, you know, but like you are, that's a reality. And you have to take the responsibility of what comes with that, with, you know, taking an interest in your people and knowing about them and what they're good at. And if Aaron Rodgers comes into an organization like the Jets and doesn't act that way, that he's all encompassing other people, they're never going to get by it. They're never going to believe him, no matter what he's done before. It all starts at that personal level to actually develop a relationship to then apply his knowledge because he knows more than yep. everybody on that team. That's a fact. That's why it doesn't coach, matter if they don't the like him. looks at him and says, hey, what do you got for us? Like, right. you've been here. You've yep. done it at the highest of levels, but it doesn't matter until you take that time to actually care about somebody and make it a personal relationship. It doesn't matter what your ability is. I also loved when he said, like, hey, this is a long camp, so let's laugh a little bit. Let's enjoy the little things. I, For me, uh, across businesses that I've been a part of, I would say the closest thing to that is like the retail industry around holidays, right? Like it's a burst. It's not a month long, but you've got a couple weeks or a long weekend where like 
guys, we're going to be here. We're going to be here for a long time. And we're going to be dealing with a lot of people like, let's keep it light. Let's keep it moving. We're going to run into problems. Things are going to happen, but let's stay locked into what we're doing. I just love the way that he's, he owns the moment, right? Like, Hey, let's not ignore the fact that this is going to be long. This is going to be hard. There's gonna be a lot of this that sucks, but let's find some time to laugh and let's find some time to enjoy the little things. It really puts a great perspective in it for everybody. And it shows why he's been successful as a leader and can lead the organization. And I think I I love talking to people who have been in business for years and years. And they're like, you know, I have like my work family or my work wife or my work husband, you know, and it's this all encompassing relationship of both sides, your personal and your professional are so blended where you enjoy spending time with them. You share experiences with them. And I'll give a shout out to city furniture. I think they do a great job within the stores of, you know, of creating a culture where they're having fun. They're creating videos. And I know that starts with Andrew Kanan at the top. Like I just saw all of his videos from the Vegas week making TikTok. So it's the culture. And I know we've talked about it a bunch of how are you making it an encompassing group? Like how are you making people feel bought in fun that they want to go to work when it's tough? Cause it is going to be tough. And And it comes down to communication and you can't hide from it. And a lot of those things that come out of it are lifelong memories, which make it worth spending most of your time at work is what we do. And so speaking of like making it light or like making it feel comfortable, right? Like great stories that come out of camp about people trying to be funny or whatever. I know we have a couple of them. I want to show the Sean Compton one because, and I want to put some con or will Compton, because I want to put some, some context around this. So like, it is it is routine as routine gets when it comes to camp. It's same thing every day. The meetings are happening multiple times a day. You start to hear the coaches say the same thing over and over and over. And so Will Compton does an impersonation of Mike Vrabel leading the team meeting at, you know, probably the halfway point in the day or at the end of the day. And you can hear the guys getting so much levity out of it. Shay, show show the show the show the Compton video. Guys, a couple things. Andrews, soft tish guys. Let's get that fixed. <laughs> Let's get in the training room. Hey, hey, listen. It's gonna fucking laugh. It's not about feeling great, it's about being great. I know you're fucking hurt. I was fucking hurt. 28 years in the league. I was no walkthrough, curfew tonight, stretch, what's the fucking curfew? <laughs> what's up? 9.30, Alright, good. Do you do fucking anything? <laughs> Alright, let's take a look at practice. <laughs> Alright, hey, this first play. Guys, there's something I always talk about. <laughs> Sean, what's one thing I always talk about? <laughs> Somebody help him out. <laughs> DB, help him out. Oh, uh, see, operation. Operation. Where's your notepad? <laughs> don't be afraid to write this shit down. <laughs> operation, alright? First play. When he wanted the ball down, I put the ball down. <laughs> this first play, we come out. Guys, I know we didn't do individual. I know we're not fucking more <laughs> Fucking 
fantastic. And I, I, that, I, that, that's real, right? Like you're, that's somebody holding up a phone. Know, Will Compton now has a very well-watched podcast that has yeah. positioned just fine out of football. <laughs> and, and it's funny because Will Compton talked about on his pivot podcast, um, his transition and like when he knew he was really done with football because he was thinking about content that he could create and stuff that he could put out. But like that's realistic that's what being in a meeting is like and it gets it gets hard when you're doing that three or four times a day right and you're watching the same thing over and over and coaches are setting expectations over and over what's the curfew little details little tiny things that are getting harped on over and over and over it can get a, become a real real grind you hear the genuine laughter and you hear the feeling in those guys' bodies going, all right, you know what I mean? This is the levity. This is the thing that will now allow me to lock back in to, all right, seriously, let's break down the film. Let's talk about what went wrong today at practice and correct some of this stuff. But you had that break from it. You had that mental break to feel good and come back. And I think – he touches on a lot, but it's the eye in the sky, right? Like the yeah. film is being watched on a daily basis. 77, you didn't touch a soul. That is happening every day, all day. And so I think a parallel that really positions sports people to be successful out of the sports world is accountability. They're not afraid that they have to produce results. And I think that's why you see a lot of former athletes come out and be super successful in the business world because they're not afraid of the accountability piece. They well, right? In reality, the accountability is so much lower. Right. It's so right. much lower once you step out of the uh, out of the athletic world. So like right. they're like, wait a minute, I can do like 75 percent of what I did to be successful in the NFL and I'm going to surpass everybody by a mile. So that to me is and, and I, you know, what you're touching on right there, the accountability is that feedback loop and athletes and coaches are used to having a feedback loop that is damn near instantaneous, right? Like you're doing something and you're getting and giving feedback on it almost immediately, which is allows a significantly faster rate of development than everywhere else. So like I, when I work with organizations and I'm like, guys, we're not talking to our people enough. We don't have enough visibility. Like you set a plan a week ago and then didn't check in and had absolutely no kind of conversation about it until a week later, and you just expected everything to be done correctly, where's the accountability? Like that kind of freedom and that kind of leeway gets earned in the sports world, right? Like you got to be a vet. You got to be in the league for 10, 15, 20 years to get that kind of leeway and that kind of freedom and independence. Everybody else that's in their first five years is getting held accountable to being in the lunchroom five minutes prior to lunch starting, checking in in the training room, all the tiniest details. Coaches are making sure and being like, hey, you're going to be there, right? Hey, you're doing this, right? And it's not micromanagement. It's accountability. Right. And I, and it is a contact sport, football, so I'll make that little pun right there. But it's not as personal in the sports world, you know? Right. And some do, and which is not how it should be. And some pick out, you know, the one that they're going to pick on every day because of the person's yep. character, whatever it is. But it's an understanding that it's not personal. We all right. are here for one goal, the score on right. the scoreboard. That's it. That's your accountability. And it's not to the head coach. You better do your job so we can all function. 
And if you're yep. not doing your job to the best of your ability, we aren't as good as we can be to get to that score. And at the end of the day, we're all going to get jobs if we get scores, right? Or we're all going to be successful. And I loved that when Mullen came in because I think under Mac, there was still a pressure to be individually good, to have stats, yep. to do that. And Mullen really preached it. Like, if you are successful as a whole, everybody, everybody wins. Everybody eats. And that was yep. such a mind shift of going, they were like, look, look at what we did when we won national titles. Everyone got yep. drafted. Look at the Alabama players. Look at the Georgia players now that they're winning, the Ohio State players. They're not and necessarily the best players every time. But we've, we've talked about this on the huddle earlier was, you know, how do you become a great team player? And one of them is, you know, humble. Humble is not lack of confidence. Humble is willing to buy into a purpose bigger than your than yours, whatever your purpose is. Right. So like that doesn't mean that guys aren't confident, aren't arrogant, aren't, you know, talking trash and believe that they're the best and go out there and try to dominate that way. But they understand that it's got to fit into the overall good. It's got it can't be at the sacrifice of a teammate, of somebody else, of a scheme, of anything else that they're doing, of a strategy, of a tactic. It cannot be at the sacrifice of that. And that's the real thing that I think when you're building a successful organization is you want high performers. You just want to make sure that all the high performers understand that we're here to feed the overall goal, which will help everybody be successful. And if you haven't like built your organization that way, like if you're not, if everybody's not eating in the profits, if everybody's not sharing in the success somehow, some way, even if it's as simple as just a celebration and recognition, then there's there's a communication structure and a system breakdown to what you've developed that doesn't allow people to buy into that because it's not reality. And I know you harp on it or preach it and with a lot of our clients, and it's a lot easier in the football world because, like I said, it's just a scoreboard. We're trying to win football games, trying to win championships. Right. But in the business world, there are a lot of different jobs that go into the end result of the company. Or, and it's really important to tie the why or the what you're doing to the end result in order to continuously get that buy-in from that person to not make them feel like they're doing wasted work or it's not important. Like that why to the result is so important for someone to get up every day and go chase it. And be willing to walk away from people that won't buy into it. That won't say, okay, I get it and I can do it, right? And and that are committed to doing it for that reason. Because if you continue to slam your head against the wall, trying to get somebody who is self-serving and doesn't have to be because they want it for themselves, they could be lazy. Lazy is self-serving as well. It's what they want above everybody else. If you're trying slamming your head against the wall, trying to get somebody who's self-serving to buy into the organizational success and you keep giving, you keep giving, you're just going to keep spinning your wheels. You're never going to get, and that person's always going to become a detriment wherever they're at. So at some point you have to be willing to say, Hey, I've given you ample opportunity to buy into what we're trying to do here. You either can't or won't do it either way. We got We got to decide to move in a different direction because we're wasting time with you. And the last thing I want to talk about, cause I made a post about it. I think it was either last week or two weeks ago. That's something that exists rapidly in the football world or the sports world is the consistent improvement is the right. dedication to consistently getting better. And no matter if you win a championship, you're immediately back in self scout, which is watching your own product. What can we do better as a team? What can we add processes? That's such an engraved 
philosophy in football because you know if you're staying the same, you're going to get passed. That you know. doesn't exist as much in the business world of like, hey, we're doing great, you know, and complacency and comfortableness like takes over really easy in the outside worlds where it's just not acceptable in the football world. Because Josh really- Allen talked about it yesterday. So like now that like football is back, like NFL Network stays on the TV so I can oh, hear it in the background all day long. I'm listening to everybody's camp interviews like I'm just soaking it all in. And Josh Allen said it yesterday. He's like, look, we were we were top one, two and three in every every red zone category across the league. And he was like, but when you look at it and you say, well, we still had 13 turnovers inside of the red zone. How much better would we have been if we had had five less? How much better would we have been if we would have had, you know, set, if we would have cut that in half or taken a third of those away and putting more points on the board? So, like, you're looking at it and you're going, damn, what we did was good enough to be the best in the league last year. We still have to get better. We still have to find a way to tweak it a little bit. What is that 1%, which is the thing that we preach every single day? How do we find that 1%, which is in the details? It's in the tiny little, and I, I said it today, being extraordinary. is just doing the ordinary more and better than everybody else. And so if you, if you can consistently do the ordinary, you immediately become extraordinary because nobody else is doing that stuff consistently like that. Well, we're going to get to watch the Dolphins be absolutely extraordinary today, I hope. You know, Fired up. So like, but I do want to answer Scott's question because I think today. it's a good question. And, and we have a few in here. So, Shay, give us some overtime. We're going to ask. We're going to answer questions in overtime. And we'll go to overtime. So thoughts on what's going on with running backs in the NFL. Are there any parallels or business lessons you can pull from it? The reality is, is you're never more valuable than the organization. And you have to understand where your role fits into the big pie. And you may be super talented. You may be, you know, unbelievably individually successful. But you got to look at the big picture to understand how it really fits in in order to properly calculate your value to the organization, to the industry. Like, it's just not that important to have a really talented, really successful running back because they're not that intricate to the game anymore. So I think it's a great lesson in self-awareness. And you may feel like you deserve something. You may feel like you are owed something. But until you can step outside of your own skin and really get a 360 view, you're probably blowing smoke up your own ass. Yeah, I think, look, uh, the reality is they don't stay healthy. If we want to talk about it from a football perspective, it is a bad investment from an owner. So you can look at it from that perspective. The last seven Super Bowl champions haven't played or paid a running back over $5 million. You can look at all the statistics that support not paying running backs. But I would say the parallel to the real world is that the market is the market sometimes. What your job is, is what people are getting paid. And the yep. reality is, just like in the real world, Somebody might be willing to do it for cheaper and might be able to do it better because they're younger, right? Like right. that is the exact <laughs> reality of business world. And so we sit here. Pulls up three pointer. Bang! Bang! It's good. He's going to be a hungrier young person who's like, well, I have that skill and I haven't been working for 10 years and I don't have all <laughs> the other extra expenses in my life. I'll do it. I'll do it. $150,000. I'd rather take 75, be tied into the end result, or there's so many other ways 
So running backs are looking for guaranteed money. It's not a reality in the world right now. Why are most of them not taking fat incentive-based deals, right? Like there is, there is other ways to earn it out. That that might not be fair, but it's reality. Fair and reality. (laughs) Like I wish, you know, and going forward, I think just like in the real world where people are like, well, I'm not going to go into that profession anymore because there's not enough money for me there. I think there's, that's a reality. People say that they go, I'm not going to go that route because I am going to cap myself. Right. And nobody has a problem with that. Like that's what the market has said. And so I think you're going to start to see more running backs be more well-versed at being receivers, catching the ball. They're being linebacker. Like there are other positions that are now more valuable and you will start to see a shift in skill sets to those positions. Go play baseball. It's the exact same way I look at salespeople is like, dude, like I'm more than willing to take care of you as you continue to prove yourself and perform. But like you want to come in with guarantee a salary, guaranteed money like, dude, you need to prove that you have value to the organization. I think that way, like with every and it's hard sometimes to correlate somebody's job to revenue and to numbers, but I think that it's everything should be incentive based like that. Like, Hey, here's where you start when you're a noob and you're coming in, this is what will guarantee you. And as you perform, we'll guarantee you more and more and more. And as you underperform, we're going to take away that guarantee and everything should be based on how you're willing to commit and perform to the organization. What was the quote from Grand Oaks last week? I forget the gentleman's name. So I apologize. Oh, it was, um, which is a bomb, which we should, it was Stu. It was Stu. And Stu said, he was like, he was like, you want to make this amount of money. Here's, here's what, here's what, what, what to our organization, here's the amount of money that would correlate to that salary. So if you can show me that you can bring in this amount of money to the organization, I'm more than willing to guarantee to tell you that. And we'll, we'll, we'll sit down at, I think he said six months is what he So he goes, he goes, what do you need to live? And the guy goes $75,000. He goes, great. I'll give you $75,000. And the guy was like, okay. And he was like, no, you got it. And he was like, but I need this number. He's like, that's what I need you to make. He goes, so in, he goes, it was in six months. He goes, in six months, I will have paid you 37.5. And he goes, you better show me 250. He's like, if you're not at 250, We'll call it quits. Didn't work. I made an investment. I didn't pay off and we move on. It's expectations. It's setting expectations. It's holding people accountable, which I think if there's anything that comes out of sports, that is the the simple parallel to success. There's lots of things, routine, process, details, like all of that practice and preparation, all of that's so important. You but at the end of the day, setting uh, expectations. Yeah. Well, so and then Jamie asks, what are your thoughts on the new rule with the kickoffs and automatically starting at the 25 yard line? Mark, Mark is the special teams guy. So this, this it's is smart. It's smart. I mean, it's protecting the players from severe you know, collisions. <laughs> and so like it's hindering it's some though. people's careers and it's changing the way the it's changing the value of a special teams coordinator to a coaching staff. So like you got to deal with it. It's something that coaches have to deal with just like players. But at the end of the day, it's for the overall good. And I think if, if we want football to continue, if we want to continue to play the game, we have to continue to take care of the people. So great stuff. Great show. Appreciate everybody joining us for the football Friday 
Cannot wait to be out at training camp today to watch the Dolphins. You guys have a great weekend. The grind includes Saturday and Sunday. Yeah, Make sure you're signed. You will not what? be here Monday. It'll be me. I will not be here Monday. I will be with the CEA crew over at JA doing a LinkedIn workshop. Super excited for that. And uh, so you and Lori will be holding the show down on Monday. I'm sure that will be a great conversation. If you guys are committing to the grind, including Saturday and Sunday, then you absolutely should be signed up for the newsletter. Be getting our Sunday prep email, which helps you put a new tool in your toolbox, help you read something to be successful and give you the nuggets from the past week. So have a great weekend. We will see you guys on Monday. Let's get down to business. Friends keep telling me to leave this So let's get down, let's get down to business Let's get down, let's get down to business